It is Thursday, June 24th. I'm Sam Cedar. And I'm Lucy Steiner. Which one of these stories will you be talking about today? The wheels of justice keep turning for those charged in the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. An Indiana woman has become the first to be sentenced, and a member of the Oath Keepers pled guilty while agreeing to cooperate with prosecutors. Meanwhile, following the grim discovery of hundreds of buried indigenous children at residential schools in Canada, the United States government will investigate what happened to Native American children in this country. And lastly, a socialist nurse has defeated an entrenched Democratic machine candidate in the race for mayor in Buffalo. New York. Don't call it a miracle. It's a sign of the times. You're listening to Majority.fm's AM Quickie. And these are the stories you need to know. This courtroom update comes from the Associated Press. An Indiana woman yesterday became the first of nearly 500 defendants to be sentenced for the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. She avoided time behind bars. Anna Morgan Lloyd of Indiana was ordered by a federal judge to serve three years of probation, perform 120 hours of community service, and pay $500 in restitution after admitting to entering the Capitol. She pled guilty to a single misdemeanor charge under a deal with prosecutors. Lloyd, 49, apologized to the court, the American people, and her family. At her sentencing, Lloyd said she was ashamed that the day became, quote, a savage display of violence, end quote. Seeking probation for Lloyd, prosecutors noted that she was not involved in any violence and destruction. Lloyd was invited by her hairdresser to drive to Washington to hear Donald Trump speak. U.S. District Court Judge Royce Lamberth said he was giving her a break, but didn't want others to think that probation, and not a stiffer sentence, would be the norm. Also yesterday, the AP reports Graydon Young, a member of the Oath Keepers extremist group, pled guilty to charges in the insurrection and agreed to cooperate with prosecutors in a major step forward for the massive investigation into the insurrection. It was also the first guilty plea in the major conspiracy case brought against members of the Oath Keepers. Something tells me their sentences might just be a wee bit stiffer. New York Times reports that the United States will search federal boarding schools for possible burial sites of Native American children, hundreds of thousands of whom were forcibly taken from their communities to be culturally assimilated in the schools for more than a century. This according to the Interior Secretary, who announced this on Tuesday. The initiative is likely to resemble a recent effort in Canada where the discovery of the remains of 215 children at the site of a defunct boarding school rekindled discussion of the traumatic history and treatment of native populations. Addressing a virtual conference of the National Congress of American Indians, Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland said the program would, quote, shed light on the unspoken traumas of the past, no matter how hard it will be, end quote. The forced removals were a result of the Civilization Fund Act of 1819. In the years after the law was enacted, residential boarding schools were established across the nation and used to house relocated indigenous children, suppressing American Indian, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian cultures. The Times says the new program, called the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative, will identify the facilities and sites where there may have been student burials. We'll also mine records that were kept by the department, which had oversight of the facilities. Final report will be sent to Secretary Holland by April 1. There's no question it'll make for painful but necessary reading. 
Majority.fm's AM Quickie is fueled by JustCoffee.coop. Just Coffee is a worker-owned coffee roaster based in Madison, Wisconsin that has sponsored the Majority Report for nearly a decade. Check out their collection of fair trade roasts, including our own Majority Report blend. And regardless of what you order, receive 10% off your order when you use the code MAJORITY at checkout. And all shipping is free. That's coupon code MAJORITY at JustCoffee.coop. Amazing news here, in case you missed it, on the Majority Report, NBC News reports that a socialist candidate in Buffalo, New York, defeated the city's four-term mayor in a major upset in Tuesday's Democratic primary. India Walton beat Mayor Byron Brown 52 percent to 45 percent, with 100 percent of precincts reporting. Associated Press called the race late yesterday morning. Walton told MSNBC yesterday, quote, I believe we won because we organized. We have a message of care, love, and hope that is resonant with working-class Buffalo. End quote. If Walton, 39, wins the general election in November, she will become the first socialist mayor of a large American city since 1960 when Frank Zilder left office in Milwaukee. Her chances of winning are high since Buffalo hasn't had a Republican mayor since 1965. According to the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, Walton is a nurse and community organizer. She had the backing of the Democratic Socialists of America as well as the Working Families Party. She campaigned on a platform of boosting affordable housing in the city and reforming the criminal justice system. Brown, a former state senator, had been entrenched as Buffalo's mayor since he was first elected in 2005. A longtime ally of Governor Andrew Cuomo, Brown served a stint as the chairman of the state Democratic Party before relinquishing the post in 2019. Now that is one hell of an upset and a big win for the American left. And now for some quicker quickies. Quicker quickie. The Guardian reports that the antivirus software entrepreneur John McAfee has been found dead in his cell in Spain, hours after the country's national court approved his extradition to the United States. He was wanted on tax-related criminal charges that carry a prison sentence of up to 30 years. Spanish authorities say it was suicide. Tampa Bay Times reports that Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday signed legislation that will require public universities to survey students, faculty, and staff about their beliefs. The measure does not specify what will be done with the survey results, but DeSantis suggested budget cuts would be looming if universities are found to be, quote, indoctrinating students, as if he needed an excuse to make cuts. NBC News reports that the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday limited the ability of union organizers to enter the private property of growers in order to reach farm workers in California. In a 6-3 decision, the court said unions violate the Constitution when they enter a grower's private property without paying. This is a reversal of a regulation that has been in effect for almost 45 years. It's outrageous, of course, because California enacted its rules on this because farm workers often live on their employer's property. According to CBS News, dozens of cows escaped a slaughterhouse in Southern California and roamed free for over an hour on Tuesday, injuring four people. One of the animals was fatally shot by deputies after authorities said it charged at a family. That ending is sad and somehow predictable, but at least the cows went down fighting. Quicker, That's all for the AM Quickie. Join us this afternoon at noon live for the Majority Report or later as a podcast.